Yo, what's up, Pastor Algie? What's up, man? How's it going? Good, bro. We just want to uh, welcome you to the podcast. I know I had to get you in when I, I could fit you in, but I just wanted to welcome you to uh, Choose Life Podcast. Uh, thank you for, for joining us. Oh, man, you know, it's a privilege, man. Thank you for having me on. So we have a lot to talk about. I know our topic this week is really interesting, and we're going to be talking about a fatherless generation. Um, and in regards to a fatherless generation, I want to just hit on certain things that I think can help a lot of people when it comes to um, the lack of leadership within the men's life. Uh, there's a lot of men out there right now that are struggling to learn how to be a man because of the fact that they never had a dad. Um, I was blessed. I was fortunate enough to have a great father. I still do have a great dad. Um, and so for me, it, I never really understood the, the lack of a father within someone's life. Um, but I want to talk about that here with you. I want us to break it down and to hopefully give some insight to those who are listening on how they can be um, a role model, even if they didn't have a role model, or how can they step up even when no one has stepped up within their lives. So Yeah, abs- absolutely, man. Absolutely. Let's, let's get it. Let's talk about it. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So like I said, we live in a day and age where the father figure has been diminished. Fathers aren't there anymore. There's other things that are taking place of father figures. It could be idols. It could be athletes. It could be hip-hop artists. And so first off, I just wanted to, t- uh, to talk to you about, tell me about your relationship with your father. So my relationship with my dad, uh, my dad was actually, you know, he was around in my life. Um, it's actually kind of interesting uh, because at a, at a young age, my, my dad actually gained full custody of me. So I was pretty much raised my entire life uh, with my dad's side of the family. Nice. Um, it was kind of opposite. It was kind of opposite for me, actually. It was kind of uh, almost like an absent mother type thing mm. <laughs> uh, with me. So so from from, you know, just from the beginning, I've always had. I had my dad and also I had my grandfather, you know, who was a, was a big influence in my life. And uh, so for me, those are kind of the, the examples, you know, that I had to look towards to um, growing up as a kid, you know, being, being a man or being a father, just, you know, learning from my, my grandfather and from my dad. Yeah. So how did that affect your parenting style with your kids? Um, you know, what? I, I seen from, from early on that, that my grandfather and my dad, they were, they were actually involved in my life. You know, it wasn't just a kind of, uh, a parenting from afar or, you know, just you're there, but you're not there, but they were actually involved in, in everything I did, you know, when it came to sports, uh, when it came to school, even, you know, even when it came to discipline, yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. I, you know, I learned, I learned early, you know, that, that this, this was the way it should be. You know, because this is what they taught me. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from. So with me, I I, I kind of credit that to like I grew up around an older generation. Mm-hmm. You know, so like my grandfather, you know, and his his brothers and sisters were, of course, my great aunts and great uncles. You know, and all they were still around. You know, they were still around when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that did for me is that instilled a lot of like old school principles, old school values, yeah. things that they learned as yeah. kids, you know, that really helped me out, you know, in my kind of, you know, upbringing. So, so what are some of those values? What are some of those things that may have seen old school that we, that you believe are relevant today for the, the young man. men in our society? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing now 
is uh today if you if i can put my finger on anything with the younger society today is there's a lack of respect for mm -hmm. for elders there's a lack of respect for authority wow. for authority for authoritative figure you know i really feel now it's like the generation now like they're they're real autonomous mm -hmm. you know they're real autonomous they're real self-governed you know they they, they want to do as they please you know and i you know growing up it was kind of like you always had to uh, respect and respond to that authoritative like figure within your life, whether it was your, you know, whether it was your, your dad or your, your family or not. Like I was taught that like you respect your elders, mm. you know, you respect people who are yeah, yeah. kind of in, in a position of authority, like over you. And that's kind of something that I've tried to constantly instill within my kids, you know, within my sons, I have three sons. Okay. So that's something that I have to constantly instill in them. Like no matter if it's me telling you or your teacher, your coach, you know, your boss, whoever it is, like, you have to learn how to have a level of respect because that gets you a long way in life. Yeah. You know, it really gets you a long way. So, like, for, for me, like, I feel like it's easy for, for us because of the fact that we've had good fathers that instilled that within us. But what about for someone that, that doesn't have a respect for authority because there was no authority around to respect? Or maybe the father within them, they're in their lives, never had respect for them. Um, how can we yeah. find middle ground for people like that? Uh, because a lot of I, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. So I think I think the way we find middle ground with that is just by, you know, like I was saying. So back to principles. Respect is like a basic principle. Mm. You know, I, I know. You know, I know. There's a saying like you. You know, you give respect, you get respect. Yeah. And, uh, there's some truth. There, you know, there's some truth to that. Yeah. You know, and like like I always try to kind of paint a picture to put the person in their shoes. Mm. You know, so I'm like, so if you were in this person's shoes and you were responding to them disrespectfully or you weren't, you know, cooperative, like, how would you feel? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think the middle ground is kind of like role reversal in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you have know? to place yourself in that shoe in order to fulfill that shoe within yourself. Yes. In a sense. So, yes. so it's like if you want, if you want someone to one day value you, you have to value them first. You have exactly. to you have to give that respect, and it and it takes vulnerability. It takes a yeah. lot of vulnerability and a lot of just mutual, uh, you know, understanding. And I think a lot yeah. a lot of people, uh, I, I, I from my society, my generation in particular, I feel like we want our voice to be heard, and and for some reason, I feel like we'll scratch, we'll scream, we'll burn things down, we'll paint walls, we'll tag <laughs> to do anything to get our voice to be heard. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, yeah. that's at the cost of, you know, undermining authority. But if we can do what you said in a sense of putting ourselves in the shoes of because history repeats itself. It always yeah. does. And, and at the end of the day, we'll always find history continuing to, to do to take its toll. So one day we'll be those people. We'll be in that, that position where we're like, hey, younger kids, what are you doing? You know, but I think, yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't learn, if you don't, like they say, if you don't learn from your past, then you're bound to repeat it. Mm, wow. You know, and it's like, and if we don't learn right now, you know, how to, you know, reach the generation and have more of an impact, because the reality is this, you know, is that culture, culture, culture changes. Mm. So the generation now, their culture is being shaped by, by, you know, music, by entertainment. And you have a group of people who are the ones that are rioting, and they and they think this is the way that you get a response. And sometimes that's how it is, even with a kid, with their father. Wow. You know, 
where the father's not giving the kid attention, they have to do something to get his attention. Mm. You know, they have to. I remember there would be kids that I grew up with. They were like always in trouble. <laughs> but the, but then now I think back, it was like, okay, they're trying to get attention some way and somehow. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and it, I think it stems back to kind of like that lack of, like I was telling you in the beginning, how my my parents were 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 involved in my life. Yeah. Like they weren't just dad and grand granddad, but they were actually involved in doing everything that I was involved with. Yeah. You know, and so what it is is that you have a generation that's crying out for attention because they don't have those those role models. They don't have yeah. those people to coach them. You know, and I really feel like like me, like, you know, like my generation, like with my sons, like I try my best, you know, to be an example, not only to my sons, but to even their friends, mm. you know, because some of their friends don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can see it in their friends, how the mom is, you know, frustrated because the kid won't listen or the kids get in trouble at school. Why? Because. They don't have that influence within their life. Yeah. You know, that's so that's so good. And you mentioned something as you were talking, you're talking about hip hop. And I want to just I want to I want to hit a couple minutes on this hip hop culture. And I want to hit on exact and I want you to break it down for us. How has how has hip hop influenced a fatherless generation? Hip hop is to me is the biggest influence in the world. Wow. You know, music, music is the most powerful tool and the easiest way to influence somebody you think about it you you can remember songs from when you were a kid even now today you remember every single line every single word from the song um you know so when you think about that you, you think about how we were so able just to to be galvanized by by music you know and so today you have you have a group of young it's a young generation young artists yeah who grew up in broken homes grew up you know, without fathers, grew up without influence, grew up without examples, and they're putting that in the music because now you hear the music is 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 completely the opposite of what a young man or a young woman should be. Mm. You know, there's there's no respect, there's no self respect. Yeah, number one, yeah. You know, there's no there's no respect for anybody else. You know, it's all about the hustle, it's all about the grind, it's all about gimme 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 at, at the cost of anything. You know, and so this is something that's being that's being poured into the youth now. To where they grow up and they're like, well, well, if I got if, if I need to get something done, yeah, I got to do it this way, uh. you know, or I have to be like this in order to feel accepted, or I have to be like this in order to be cool, you know. Hip hop starts trends, and that's what I was saying. It, culture changes, you know. Uh, the the, the hip hop has changed throughout the years, and we've seen it gradually, gradually decrease more and more into a a, a very very negative influence because you have. These, this younger generation who is being influenced not by fathers, not by role models, not by examples, but but really by their peers. Mm. So if you have a group of peers who are in the same situation, you know they're gonna they're they're gonna do they're gonna do what they think is right. Yeah. You know, and so to them it's like, okay, well this is what it is. I don't care about you. I don't care about that. I'll do this to you to get to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And in reality, that's where the influence of the generation is coming from. It's coming from a group who are just basically bouncing ideas off of peers yeah. who are in the same situation as them. Yeah. And so that can create, for me, when I, when I hear that, that can create trauma due to lack of experience, from yes. la lack of guidance, like not heeding to the wisdom of the elders within in life, you know, and, and, and if you think about it, that caused that causes a lot of hurt. And then yeah. and then we sit back, for example, I can see it. I can see it like people sit back and they say, well, 
we messed up because there was no one to show us. Yeah. So how can we, in a, in a sense of trauma bonding, how can we move towards healing for these people, for, for, for the ones that may have not have had a father person in their life, or maybe they have that in right now and they're, and they're trying to become better. They're trying to do what we're talking about, where it's like, they're trying to listen to authority. They're trying to move it, but they still have that, that empty void with, within that father, within their lives. Yeah. I, I think we, I think, they have to, we have to paint the bigger picture, you know, and, and show the success of, of others who have followed this route, mm. you know, because even like that, like when we look at examples, you know, we look at examples and we say role models. A lot of times, like, you know, the reality is growing up, your role model is an actor. Your role model is yeah. a, an athlete. Your role model is an entertainer, a performer. Yeah. But, but when you look at those people, like, yes, they're, they, they could be good examples, but role models, you have to think about that. Like, a lot of times, they're, they're acting the part. Mm. We don't really know how they are. Ooh, that's good. You know, we, we don't really know what they are off camera, off screen, when we don't see them. Yeah. We're just seeing the picture that we're, that's being given to us, you know. And so we got to think about how can we get real examples in front of these people. Wow. You know, like real examples, people who are – living it out daily, people who are in their, in their kids' lives, people who are, you know, mentoring these kids. Like, you know, football, like, you know, we, us, we play football, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> For us, like, some of our biggest mentors were our coaches. Yep. You know, I can remember coaches like, man, if you don't get it together, you know, you got to blow it, you got to yep. do this, you got to do that, and they would be on you. They would be on you more than your parents. Yeah, for real. You know, and so it, it, it's kind of putting those real, highlighting those people, mm. you know, highlighting the real people. Like, okay, like, let's put these people on a platform yeah, so that you can see that this person came from the same situation as you or, or has a familiar story that yeah. you can relate to. Not something so far-fetched. They're like, well, you know, look at this athlete. This athlete's your role model. This guy is 6'6", 200-something pounds. What's the reality that that's going to happen to us? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I'm the reality is, is we're going to relate more with somebody that we know, mm. you know, that we know that we can see and that we can kind of identify with immediately. Yeah. You know, so I, I think the way that we can mesh that trauma and bring healing is by highlighting real examples, you know, platforming people who are actually doing it. I love that. I love that. Cause I, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about those memories of my coach, uh, whether it be in pop Warner high school, you know, junior high, those coaches yeah. have literally, each one of them have played a part. Even my pastor, he's played yeah. a, a father figure role within my life, even though I have a father, even yeah. though there's, I still have a father. And I think, I think that's something that's meant, that's, that's meant to be pointed out is that, like, I know for me and you, we both don't have mothers. With, we never really had a mother figure for, for a very long period of time, but others have stepped in. And, and by yeah. them stepping in, whether it be mentors, coaches, or, you know, a, a mother-in-law, they step in and we're like, oh, okay, here's a form of motherhood. Here's a form of fatherhood. And, and for us, many times, I think what we do is we say, well, this isn't how it's supposed to be. We have an expectation yeah. of what a father should be. But in yeah. reality, God has given us these people for a reason. And they can, they can help us heal in a sense. And move yeah. towards, and that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting here is like these 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 little these little moments, these little pockets of of time with these coaches, mentors, teachers. Those are the people that are going to help you heal and get to where you want to be. Because sometimes, like you said, the expectation is not reality. These role models, yeah. these idols, these superstars, these heroes aren't really what they they say they are. Yeah. 
especially in yeah. hip hop. <laughs> especially hip hop. They're none of them what they say they are. That's all fake. <laughs> That's a fantasy world, you know. Yeah. It's a fantasy world. They 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 they're selling you a dream that they're not even living themselves. Wow. You know. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but I'm thinking about when we talk about this, you know, even even with the father, like a father in the house, mm. you know, the the old saying is it takes a village. Yep. You know, it takes a village. You know, and I could, like I said, I could think back to because there was there was seasons in my life where my dad wasn't there. You know, um, and it was it was during critical times mm. in my life that my dad wasn't there. But thank God I had coaches. Yeah. Thank God I had. You know, I still had other people. You know, in my life to say, hey man, we know. You know, like my my best friend, his dad. You know, uh, you know, he he gave me a lot of good counsel during these times. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, my good friend, uh, whose son is a quarterback at, at uh, Arizona State, he's like my brother. Yeah. You know, his, fa- his father, uh, who just recently passed, was a big, big influence in my life. Mm. You know, um, you know, so we think about that, like, you know, like how you say it, God gives us people to help us on our journey. Yeah. Yes, we have we have a, a father. We have we have an actual physical father. But there are other there, there's many other father figures that God can place in our lives that we can learn from it, that we can say, Hey man, I thank God for this person. And I do, you know, I do, because like I said, there was a time where, where my dad wasn't around, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a very critical time in my life. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, like I, I try to <laughs> try to go to school. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to play football. Yeah. I'm trying to take care of my grandfather. Like how, you know, but thank God I had other people, Yeah. you know, within my life. And so I think, I think that's the key, man, is, it goes back to respect. It goes back to respect because a lot of times that, because you can see it, you know, when you try to talk to a kid, you're trying to share share with a younger person, uh, you know, the response is sometimes, well, who are you? You're not my dad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another way you're not. You know, you're not my dad. Who are you to tell me what to do? Mm. You know, understanding that we're not here to, to to try to control or dictate your life. We're just here to help. Yeah. You know, we're here to help. We're here to coach. We're here to give you life lessons. You know, and show you like, hey man, like you know, it don't have to be the way it is. You know, yeah. your situ- your situation can be so much better because there are success stories, you know, of kids who grew up with no father. But there are a lot of kids out there that are fathers now who are feeling the brunt of that of that absence. Yeah. And and I think what that absence does is it creates a gap, and and it creates a gap, and and they feel like like they need they, like it's a gap that needs to be attended towards and people need to really see and and acknowledge um and and i'm glad that we're having this conversation because that's what we're doing we're acknowledging that there is a gap and we're saying listen this is how you can grow from this this is how you can move on from from something like this because i believe i believe in any scenario pastor in any scenario healing can take place healing healing can can be there and it can take place so as we wrap it up I want to just see if you can just give an encouraging word to anyone who may fill that gap, may fill that void of a missing father. Or they say, man, I don't think I could do this next thing in life. It could be a career. It could be a calling. And they say, I don't think I could do it because my dad's not here or my dad has never been here. Can you speak to them? Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to encourage you this because, you know, um, I think back on my life, you know, and, and basically what every season or every, a uh, monumental uh, event within my life. A lot of, uh, a couple of those events, like my dad wasn't there. Mm. You know, my dad wasn't there. But what pushed me 
is understanding that I had a I had a circle of people cheering me on. Mm. You know, I had a circle of people who were giving me applause. Like you could do it. You know, you can make it. You can do. It. You can be successful. You know, you can be somebody. You know, and a lot of times I feel that we think that if we don't get the approval of a father, then then we're then you know what we're doing it, it's worthless or it doesn't matter. Wow. But I want to encourage you that that you know you have a people that you have a group of people who are cheering you on, maybe even secretly, mm. but people are rooting for you. And also too, you know, you got to understand that God's on your side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God is on your side, man. God. You know, uh, even, even if you don't have a relationship with God, God is on your side. God is rooting for you. God wants you to make it because he created you and he designed you to be great. You know, he designed you to be great and to fulfill all the potential that he placed inside of you. So be encouraged today is that if you feel like there is a void, just know that there are people rooting for you. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you like, you know, like you're, you can't make it or how am I going to, you know, how am I going to, you know, because a lot of people that say, man. You know, I'm getting married and my father's not around. Wow. Well, guess what? You know, there's people that will stand in place. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> there's people. That, there's people that will stand in place for that for for the father at that time. So yeah. be encouraged, man. That you're you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. That there you, you have a you have a rooting section that's cheering you on every step of the way. You will accomplish whatever God it is uh, God has given you to accomplish. And and as you talked, I just I thought about that script that scripture where it talks about there's a cloud of witnesses. Yeah, And I love that because if someone may have lost their dad or they, they have lost someone that they love within their life and, and that's, that's the void, they're watching. There's a cloud of witnesses in that God is, God is allowed, you know, like we, we have such a backing sometimes we don't even know it, you know. And I feel like many yeah. times we're like that kid. We're like that kid that tries to unlock the door and we're like, we're putting all these keys in, in, in the, you know, the lock trying to unlock it saying, well, you know, I'm going to try to use this method and I'm going to try to see if this person can fulfill this, you know, to unlock the door within my life, to unlock the door, not knowing that they just turn the knob. It's already open. Yeah, it's already and, open. And the father in heaven, who's actually our, our God, he unlocked it for us. Yeah. And he's everything that we have within our life was given to us at this time of life for this specific reason, to accomplish the task that God has set before each and every one of us. Uh, Romans yeah. 8.28. And so I really believe this conversation was essential. It was needed for this time, for, the, for everyone that's listening. Um, I really hope people are encouraged knowing that no matter what, you know, whether you have a dad or you don't have a dad or you have that person or you don't have that person within your life, we can all continue to go towards choosing life, choosing to do exactly what we're called to do upon this earth. And so thank you, Pastor, for joining me um, on this podcast, man. I've loved it. You, you, you broke things down and you, you exposed a lot, but I think that we needed to hear it from someone who is like in that middle. You know, you're not, you're not yeah. super, you know, you're not an elder, you're not super old and, you know, but you're not, you're not, you're not like, you know, you're not in, in high school. You have some yeah, experience. Yeah. You have your own kids yeah. of your own, but you also have a great dad yourself. And so thank you so much just giving us that insight i really think a lot of people are gonna are gonna enjoy this podcast yeah appreciate it man i i enjoyed it man hopefully you know it's committed to somebody and it can help somebody yes yeah. that's the goal all right that's the goal man. thank you so much all right enjoy, man. all right if, if anyone else wants to know or wants to get in contact with you how can they get in contact with you pastor um Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. it's all it's all the same thing. Algie, A L G I E, last name C R E E R. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And if you don't know, a quick little plug: he is a barber. He's actually my barber. 
Uh, so if you need a cut, hit him up on Instagram because he has the freshest fades in San Diego. <laughs> come on, some, come on, somebody. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Thank you so much. All right, John. Thank you, man. All right. Have a good one. You too.